Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Forging the Path. My name is Adam, and today we're talking about the book of Micah. This small, seven-chapter, Old Testament minor prophet whose name means, Who is like God? What a great name, right? The book of Micah was written in the 700s BC. He was a contemporary of a prophet you might be more familiar with named Isaiah. This book contains abrupt changes from prophetic judgment to beautiful hope. It can be a little hard to read at first glance because there's no narrative. There's no real storyline. This prophet just goes off. Micah condemns rulers, priests, prophets, leaders of Israel who exploit and mislead people. No writer in the Old Testament was ever more indignant than Micah over the ways in which the rich and powerful would use every opportunity they had to exploit the poor and the weak. So I'm going to give you five reasons to really get into Micah. And this probably applies to a lot of the other prophetic books. I see sometimes church-going men avoid these types of books, as I've said in previous podcasts. And I don't think that's wise at all. I don't think that's helpful at all. The entire counsel of Scripture was given to us, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to help us in life and in godliness. And I'm all for reading the Gospel of John. Uh, But I know guys who've read that a dozen times and have never looked at the Old Testament, or at least this area of the Old Testament. And I would just say the guy who wrote the book of John, John the Apostle, was very familiar with the Old Testament. He had large portions of it memorized. Jesus himself taught right out of the Old Testament, quoted it frequently, as did all the New Testament writers. So we need to have an understanding of this stuff. Here are five reasons to get into the book of Micah. Number one, Micah is dark and brutal. (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't sound like a reason not to get into Micah. Uh, Men, Micah is dark and brutal. Few books go as deep and as dark as Micah does so quickly. In the first chapter, we're told that Israel's gods are nothing more than a whore's change and that the pride of each of her cities will become her downfall, and that God will melt the mountains when he comes. As the book progresses, we learn about corrupt leaders, corrupt prophets, corrupt judges, and the oppressed women, children, and families who have been crushed by all of that sinful corruption. Micah presents a dark and brutal description of a world that has forgotten to love God. Does that sound a little bit familiar? While this might sound like a reason to stay away from the book of Micah, I think it's the very reason why we must study Micah and other prophetic books. Micah shows us that Scripture cares about God's justice and is unwilling to mince words when it comes to confronting evil. Number two, Micah addresses both individual and corporate injustice. Micah reveals how neglecting to love God and our neighbor will express itself both in individual and and collective ways. 
And this is important because most of our kids are going to hear a lopsided view of this. There's even left-leaning Christians and certainly left-leaning non-Christians will want to only talk about systemic injustice is what they'll call it. They don't want to talk about the individual heart. Well, Micah, as the rest of scriptures, as well as the rest of scriptures, Micah refuses to play that game. Since no one loves God or their neighbor, evil will express itself both individually in hearts as well as in institutions, communities, and organizations and governments, since they're created by men and women with sinful hearts. So the solution is a new heart given by God to the individual and a new kingdom inaugurated by a Messiah. Okay, number three, third reason to get into the book of Micah and stop avoiding it. (laughs) Micah beautifully blends the justice and the mercy of God. His descriptions of God's wrath are some of the most potent in all of Scripture, and we need to know about the wrath of God. It's a real attribute of His, mentioned in both Old and New Testaments. The cool thing about it is... (laughs) These descriptions of God's wrath are written next to some of the most tender promises of God's mercy and grace. Some scholars might want to read Micah and conclude that it's written by two different authors. And they would say, it's impossible for one God to be so full of wrath and judgment towards sin, and at the same time promise those same sinners these sweeping visions of mercy and grace and protection and forgiveness and deliverance. Well, Micah gives us an an excellent opportunity to explain these excellencies of our God. God's mercy and His justice are not incompatible, but they are, in fact, our only hope. And while a lot of people out there in the world would see these two attributes of God and conclude that they're incompatible, we can show people in the book of Micah that we should cling to them as God's people, um, as the power and the wisdom of God. It's both and. Number four, fourth reason to get into the book of Micah. Micah is all about Jesus. There's lots of foreshadowing in this book. If Jesus had not absorbed our sin on the cross and given us his righteousness, those types of secular scholars might have a point. They say it's impossible that a God could be that angry and that loving toward the same people. Um, But we see right there in the cross of Christ that that's a reality. We see the Father's wrath, His justice, His punishment poured out on the sins of the world that Jesus took upon Himself. We also see the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness extended toward all who would believe and come to that cross. And while Micah never mentions Jesus' name in his book, you see glimpses of Him throughout the text. Let me lay it on you. Micah chapter 2, verse 12 Jesus is the warrior shepherd who rescues and gathers his flock. 
Micah 4, verse 3, Jesus is the judge who turns the weapons of death into salvation and growth. Uh, Micah chapter 4, Jesus is the Lord who dignifies the lame and the outcast. These are all glimpses in Micah. Micah chapter 5 might be the most famous one. He is the king who would be born in Bethlehem. We see this again in Matthew 2 when the the magi come following the star looking for the king. Uh, Biblical scholars of King Herod look to Micah chapter 5 to figure out that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. It's like the whole thing points to Jesus. Of course, of course it does. Jesus is also the God who does not desire sacrifice, but mercy. And that's mentioned in Micah 6, verse 6. Jesus is the Lord who saves us by faith alone. And that's mentioned in Micah 7, verse 7. And Jesus is both our judge and our advocate who's pleading our case. And that's alluded to in Micah 7, verse 9. There are so many foreshadowings. So that's another reason to get into the book of Micah. The last reason, the fifth reason I'll give you today to get into the book of Micah. Micah answers the questions that our kids are asking. Men, fathers, husbands, (laughs) we're faced with this. As as leaders, we're going to be asked these questions by our kids. If you haven't yet, you will be. Once your kids get to that preteen, teenager age, they're going to begin to ask you questions like, is God really loving or is God a moral monster? Why does God talk about enslaved people? How do we deal with God's violence towards, towards people? Is the God of the Old Testament worth worshiping? Is he the same God as the God of the New Testament? And does God's use of war to bring about his ends mean that we should support war or should we not support war? Uh, What do we do? These are big questions. And being well-read in the book of Micah and these other Old Testament prophetic books will help us answer some of those questions. The Old Testament is avoided because because it's hard. But I believe that this is precisely the reason we should run right into it. Even if we fumble in some of our answers as as leaders in our families, in our our churches, in our communities, even if we screw up the presentation, even if our, our logic isn't airtight, we don't have to sound like these advanced seminary professors. We just need to get into the Word, to talk about the Word, to pray the Word. Our kids... Our kids will see their dads committed to a God bigger than them. You you don't have to have all the answers. So I pray that um, our families and our churches would see men who are humbled by a God that they can't always explain. I pray that they would see in us not just a blind faith, but a faith built on the historic resurrection of Jesus, and the historic validity of the scriptures. And I pray that they would see a faith that says, oftentimes, even though I can't perfectly explain this, I know that God is good. And so, those are my reasons to get into the book of Micah. Micah is dark and brutal. Micah addresses individual and corporate injustice Micah beautifully blends the justice and the mercy of God. 
Micah is all about Jesus with so much foreshadowing. And lastly, Micah will help you answer the questions that your kids are asking. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Forging the Path. Thank you.